I, I apologize for you, you know, going viral and not being able to sell books using it. Oh, that's bad. You know, All right. And I didn't even think of that joke. And I'm really disappointed in <laughs> you. Me. should be. I know. <laughs> Damn. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what? I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you imagine yeah. uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally imagine that. <laughs> I'm no sure one, somebody's written that one Quarter Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey? <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally so, I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> How do you measure success? Hey, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Speak Done Right. I'm your host, Dave. Uh, I'm John. I'm COVID-free JD, I'm eating, <laughs> and I'm eating cheese. Mmm, <laughs> cheese. Wait, really cheesy joke? Oh, no, you're not lactose intolerant. You have celiac disease. No, I Different. am. I am. No, I actually am lactose intolerant. <laughs> but I really like cheese. Damn it! <laughs> well, who it's doesn't? A, it's a good thing this isn't smell-o-vision. <laughs> so, the wife is gone. I'll tell that story. So I decided I'm going to have some cheese. Actually, this is mozzarella because that's what string cheese is, and there's like not much um, lactose in that. So doesn't hmm. bother me yeah so so as everyone who listens to the show knows last week both you guys were off and we had replacements wow. in the form of 8-bit ray from the gorilla brain podcast and our good friend d square from the omega level nerds podcast filled in looks lucky for you or else we would have found out what the answer to the age-old question is what's the sound of a podcast with only one how one host talking oh you can the gorilla brain podcast is like that every week so, so thank you for those guys for filling in, but you guys are back and how's everyone doing? JD, did you heard? Yes, you, you go I'm, first. I'm in a better mood. Uh, I, went, <laughs> I went to the AEW show Friday night. It was in Chicago, the United Center, 15,000 people. I had my N95 I was strapped in and I got home and I felt off, but I thought that was my hypochondria because I'm a horrible hypochondriac. So I'm like, you know, just to be safe, I'll get tested three days. And Saturday, I was power washing the house, and I just didn't feel right. Sunday, we have this garden, right? Because we went to the country, so my wife wants this garden. So we have all these, like, tomatoes, and we had to do some with the tomatoes. So I'd like being a good Italian boy. I decided I'm going to make gravy. And I called my aunt, and I said, how do I make spaghetti sauce? I have no idea how to do this. So, <laughs> it should have been your first clue that something was wrong. <laughs> well, I just, well, I just had, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and it's on my bucket list. And I'm like, well, I decided I'm going to do this. So I did it. Cut up the tomatoes, ground the garden, ground. I cut up the garlic. Like, this was 100% homemade. And if I do so myself, I knocked it out of the park. That being said, after about three hours working on this, I looked at my wife with like puppy dogs. I said, I have to take a nap. I'm so <laughs> tired. And then I woke up and I had a little fever and I'm like, well, this, this isn't right. So I bought one of those at home COVID tests. I'm fully vaccinated. Man, you have been vaccinated since March. March was second, the second shot. And I was positive. And of course I did what any 
any reasonable man my age would do when looking at that and said, no, I got, I must have screwed that up. And I took another test. So I went from <laughs> denial immediately into bargaining and took the second test. And then I had to face the fact that I was indeed COVID positive. My wife took a test, not happy with me at first. And then she was negative. And then when the little guy, Andy woke up, he was positive. So my wife has been staying in Wisconsin at a, one of those like, like long, like uh, extended stay hotels while the two of us COVID get COVID free. I had super mild symptoms after the first day. I had a mild cough and uh, some t- some exhaustion, which I didn't get to do much with because I've had to be father to a rambunctious five-year-old who never wants to relax. No. So it was a week, but Friday I took another test and I was COVID-free and I wanted to give him a little more time. He took a test today. We both took our, another test this morning. I was again, COVID-free and so was my little guy. So we passed this in less than a week and we had no issues and it's it was good his school by the way has something like 70 kids in quarantine and like 24 uh, percent of the kids tested got are, are infectious so they've shut down the school mind you it's k through two and we live in the country there's 300 kids in the total in the whole school so it's not good so it's not hard to figure out the source of things but everyone <laughs> everyone i saw that was that was vaccinated had no problem right the only one with the breakthrough infection was me. And I told the kid, I said, well, you know, cause he's five. I said, well, God, let me get sick so I could take care of you. Hmm. Ah, and, that made him, and that made him feel good. Uh, it made, didn't make me feel good, but it made him feel good. So, yeah, but the kids will get you every time Yeah, when it comes they, to germs. They do. They're aware. I talked to him. I was like, how do you guys, how often do you guys wear your masks? He's like, oh, all the time, except for lunch. Then we all get in the big table and take off our masks and eat. And I'm like, oh, great. And then I thought about like, I don't have a better solution. So I don't know how you do lunch and all this without them. Especially when it's so. with five-year-olds. Yeah, yeah especially so in kindergarten. It's like, yeah. oh, it's a disaster waiting to happen. So <laughs> for the next two weeks, he is going to be doing kindergarten on his Chromebook, which again, all students across America have Chromebooks now. So he will be at home doing kindergarten. I have no idea how this is going to go. My wife will be gone till the end of the week because she wants to make sure the germs are completely gone when she comes home. So pray for me. <laughs> We will do that. Yes, yes. And and what's new with you, John? Anything you want to share? I know you don't want to bum everybody out. I'll, I'll be brief. I was out because a friend of mine decided the life was not worth it anymore. And I would urge everybody listening to reach out to your loved ones. Look for the people that are having a hard time you know, talking or like the, the ones that, that say, oh, I can do this. I'm okay. I'm okay. The, the ones who try to isolate themselves, reach out, to, look around you. If, you. if you have any friends or family like that, reach out to them, regardless of what they say, reach out to them, let them know that you care about, you know, because sometimes it's all it takes, you know? So, so yeah, I've been dealing with that for the last week. Sorry, man. Yeah. But Hey, I want to take this, this moment to anyone listening watching whatever 1-800-GET-HELP like if if you ever feel that you're that down and you have no options and you're you don't feel like there's anyone you could talk to and they're not a sponsor or anything like that just just there's there's always 1-800-GET-HELP there's there's apps now that better help mm-hmm. you can better talk to yeah. betterhelp.com you can talk to talk to somebody even just go see your doctor talk to your doctor you know just and sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger than it is to talk yes. to somebody in your in your social circles. Yes. You know? You don't always think they're gonna understand. And I'll take this the now defunct spiritually speaking, because I haven't 
done that in a while. But if you go listen to the last episode that was posted, it's, this is a topic that we talked about a lot on that episode. So I think people should listen to that as well. Just it's a lot of people go through this. So, you know, don't don't let it don't let a immediate decision. Don't let a, a, a temporary problem right. get, make you make an immediate a permanent solution. Wow. Right. So it's a hard topic to talk about. Yeah. See, personally, I wouldn't because I'm too interested in what happens in Marvel Phase Six. <laughs> I mean, you know, gotta gotta have your goals, right? Yeah. There you go. And when six comes around, it'll be oh, what's gonna happen in twelve. I mean, man, right? So I mean, oh, at the very geez. least, at the very least, we have to see Galactus. <laughs> All right. See, so Marvel, you're you can't ever like fail. You have to keep going to keep John alive. <laughs> I think Kevin Feige is willing to take on to take on that task. Yeah, okay, uh, no good. kidding. I, I'm well. He's welcome to it. He's doing a bang yeah. up job as it is. Yep. Yes, he is. So. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that I brought it down. I'm gonna I'm gonna pour a shot while you guys go ahead and and what's the what's the new what's the next topic? <laughs> tell me tell me it's DC, right? Oh uh, well, I was gonna say me <laughs> personally. I've been uh, oh, super. I- Sorry. You know, besides, you know, not having you guys last week, I've been super busy at work. I'm not going to bore people with details. John would get this. We went from Waterfall to uh, Agile, and we did our first sprint started this week. You'll have to tell me what happened offline. And it's it's just been, it's been a wonderful mess. I love it. So, but I'm actually like been busy because I've got work now. <laughs> so More actual work. Yes, yes, because obviously you got to have work every sprint. Yeah, and then, uh, but besides that, yeah, no, just I've noticed that I've been a little down in the dumps because of some things, and nothing like think like what you're going through, John. But I've noticed that I've been snacking more, so I've put a couple pounds back on. So <laughs> I gotta yeah. get over that. Yeah, when when this happened to me, I and I got a little down. There was no cookie that was safe. <laughs> do do not I, go to the grocery store when you're depressed. Because you will clean up the ice cream aisle. Oh, that, yeah. Well, ice cream, I, I actually went to, the, I walked to Wawa, local convenience store in the area, just to get ice cream the other day for me and my son. I ordered uh, after dinner the other night. I was like, oh, I kind of want something. My son's like, I want something too. I was like, I ordered Rita's for delivery. <laughs> you can order Rita's for delivery? Through DoorDash, yeah. Why didn't I know that? <laughs> oh my what's god Re- what's rita's oh uh water oh. ice it must be regional yeah so it's a uh, oh, yeah, but ice. and custard and all this other like yeah it's some of it it's it's better than ice cream and less calories so you can uh. totally convince yourself that it's okay <laughs> well unless you get like the gelato oh the gelato oh my god it's so um yeah so and yogurt frozen yogurt and i noticed like i'll buy after the gym, I stop and get uh, the supermarkets right next to the gym. So I stop and get stuff that I need. Mm-hmm. And I, every time I've been buying a jar. Now I get the all natural peanut butter. So it's really just peanuts. But peanut butter, that's good stuff. Natural peanut butter. Yeah, but actually. I, I like I'll get home. And by the time dinner's uh, by the time I'm getting ready for bed, the jar is gone. Yeah, I got that problem, too. <laughs> that's a lot of calories in that. Mm-hmm. Peanut <laughs> butter is high in calorie, but it's yeah. so good. Yes. Yes. I When I funny story on uh, saturday when i was good when i was like thought i was good again i decided that i was just gonna eat because i was dieting too and exercising and that's out the window for the next for another week so i'm like i'm just gonna eat like crap today i had a culver's cheeseburger then i went to taco bell mm. i had a milkshake and uh boy when i came home 
my stomach said, you know, you ain't there yet. My <laughs> and uh, we had me and me and my stomach had words in the bathroom. So, I mean, it was, it was. Taco it was Bell, thing. when COVID just isn't enough to take you out. Yeah. It was, like, <laughs> it was like my body held up and I'm like, okay, screw you. you I We're punished. Gonna- I punished it for a breakthrough infection. Here's we're going to load tacos. test this. Here's five tacos. Punish. Just let me down again. I'll show you. Let's that's, see how much it takes to make this baby fall down. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing, too. When you've been trying to watch and then all of a sudden you start eating like that, too, your body is just like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. No, we, we don't do this anymore, J.D. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you this, though, on J.D., for your, and this, you know, this is related to comics and stuff. While while I was trying to take my mind off of stuff, I decided to catch up on all the new Godzillas. Ooh! So like, there's there's some actually uh, some Godzilla movies that you cannot get on Blu-ray. Like they're they're collectors editions now, like Biollante. Mm-hmm. But I'm through halfway through. I just finished uh, Godzilla versus Megaguirus, and I still think Shin Godzilla is the best. Really? But like, you can get all of these online for I think I spent fifty bucks and got like nine ten movies see the where i'm at right now with this is one shin godzilla is icky two what uh, oh he's oh. icky with the tail that oh yes no yeah tail. no that the, the next time hybrids would have been the end of the fall world off it yeah the human hybrid things that fall off him icky shin godzilla is icky two the my the big godzilla fan in the house is right behind you is well he's right behind me and he can't handle japanese you know like it's like yeah it's, it's asking a lot five he can't he, we're just learning how to read. Oh, these Sub, these come with the subtitles. Do they these, have like dubbed? Yeah, yeah. You can you can switch the audio from English to Japanese. Okay, I put yes. it on Japanese with English subtitles. But well, that's what I would do too. But it's asking a lot. Like I said, it's asking a lot for a five year old. Because when no, we're so on, uh, every one of these has is English English tracks. Because when we're on HBO Max, like Dad, can you fast forward to the fighting? Which is actually good advice for any Godzilla <laughs> movie. But you know, it's a bit much. <laughs> Megan Garris was good though. Like the ones before that, they're all like one continuous story, pretty much. Biolante is the craziest thing that I think they've ever come up with. Yeah, but again, like they they're not making it, and the the lowest price I could find was to like two hundred fifty bucks on Amazon. Oh no, but it, it's nuts. It's like it's a mutant rose that's like incarnated with I think it's the inventor's daughter spirit. Like it's oh, that's nuts. right. Yeah, I heard, I heard something nuts. was like I heard it was like one of the best though. I think I probably. It probably i taught a uh, i taught an out school class in godzilla and i had a 12 year old that was like disappointed that we were only doing the i forget the the because they always they, they defer it by the name of the emperor at the time we were only doing the stuff from the 60s and 70s and i tell a 12 year i'm like hey man i'm old this is what we're doing we're covering the original <laughs> stuff you paid for the class zip it so <laughs> not teach that class again but it helped pay for christmas presents so it wasn't so bad well there you go you know what speaking of people complain Let's check out our social media, Mandis. Kudos, kudos. That, that, very good. <laughs> that was. Wonder, I know I missed that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so as I mentioned last week, we had two fill-ins. We had Ape at Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast and D Square from Omega Level Nerds. And I tweeted out like, "Hey, basically, these guys filled in. Did they do a good job? You know, it was kind of like a thank you to them." And Gorilla Brain uh, retweeted with. Uh, See, they let my hot taking ass on the air, and they lost their spot on the iTunes chart. You, you, you thanked them by exposing them to YouTube co- or Twitter comments. Oh, they're both Good on Twitter. Dave. And then D Square replied, "We both share the responsibility." <laughs> and then uh, 
Gorilla Brain replied, superhero speak is no longer trending in Guatemala. It's all my fault. I love our Guatemalan fans. I like this tweet because you used a GIF from The Replacements, which is, yes. under, which is an underrated sports film. And we should never forget how absolutely jacked John Favreau is in that movie. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> is, right. That's him. Yes. He is freaking shredded. I'm not going to say he was, you know, we've had this discussion on the show before. We'll let it go because he's a great filmmaker. But yes. Do you, do you think he was that jacked when he walked up to Disney and said, we're putting Luke Skywalker back into the show? No, I've seen pictures. I don't think he was ja that jacked six months after that movie. But that's another yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for another time. Yes. Uh, but again, thanks, guys, for filling in. We really appreciate it. Appreciate you it. You do. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on, I was shocked. I don't know why, but this... Uh, almost went viral in a sense. We got so many replies on this tweet. A lot of likes. This week. I had to, like, I had to talk about it again. So, of course, we talked, uh, Ryan Reynolds went into the Disney offices and proposed a Bambi Daredevil crossover. Allegedly. 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 He said oh, that the story would be about him going after Bambi's uh, mother's killer. To which Timothy Jones said, yes. But only if Bambi has superpowers, like he can mutate into a badass buck with antlers that are actually samurai swords, and his eyes are super bright headlights. You Tim, missed the eye lasers. Tim, you tweet at us a lot, but never have you written something so genius in your entire life. <laughs> you need to throw sour grapes aside, or sour grapes. You need to throw sour grapes aside and focus on this, because you could buy a, you could buy cars with this. Maybe not nice cars, but cars. I'm a fan of of Teenage Mutant Ninja Bambi. <laughs> oh, episode title. Teenage Mutant Ninja Bambi. I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad okay. somebody added a tweet, uh, a reply to that tweet about uh, Godzilla versus Bambi, because uh, like that's like one of those one of those geek things that a lot of geeks these days don't know about, but was has been. <laughs> Big for 20 years. Yeah. You're skipping ahead, John. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, Nelson NSC. I'm transitioning. At, <laughs> at, at Nelson NSC tweet said, so much yes. Hmm. <laughs> Jerry O'Brien, who's at O'Brien NYC, said, this may be our only chance to see the definitive Bambi on the big screen. <laughs> definitive. Definitive yes. Bambi. Definitive. Yes. Um, Brainlock, who's at Brainlock72, said, after Bambi meets Godzilla, all else is a pale imitation. And then there's a gif pretty. of Bambi versus Godzilla. Yeah. Ain't lying. Yeah. That is that is pretty much how it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> just just make sure, if you're listening to this, go look up on, on YouTube, Bambi versus Godzilla. You will not be, you've, you've you will got, not be disappointed. You've got the time. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to us, you definitely have the time. <laughs> Graham L. Buckman, who's at Graham L. Buckman one over on Twitter said, did a hunter shoot Deadpool's mom too? To which I replied, yes. And finally, Rengar Pendragon, who's at Rengar Pendragon one that might said, be that guy's real name. Call me, call me, call me. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Isn't Pendragon from Lights Arthurian King Lights. Arthur. Yeah. King Arthur. Yes. Lights to the round table. Let me guess. He rescues Bambi's mom and kills the hunter, then gives Bambi hugs and a kiss before heading out. No, he <laughs> would put the hunter's head on his wall. Come on. It's yes. Deadpool we're talking about. Yeah, why would Deadpool give 
anyone a kiss. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, so guys, I have a question. I have a very serious question. I have a half-ass answer. Is our show too long? I don't think so. I mean, I like I like our show because it has good conversation. But I mean, we do. When I joined the show, we were like at a cool hour. And most weeks now, we knock on the door of two. And I don't guess it, it doesn't bother me. My favorite podcast is six every week. So, so we're going to need a bigger movie podcast. Tweeted out a, a tweet. We tweeted a tweet that's like, um, when you listen to a podcast, is your decision partly based on how long it is? Or should we if, be a bi-weekly podcast? And if so, what's a good amount of time for you? So, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up is so Wizard replied with possibly one of the greatest compliments that has ever been paid to this podcast. There's no set time as long as the content supports it. I can listen to something like Superhero Speak that's nearly two hours and be fine. When a, when a show is over two hours long and there's nothing there and it could have been edited down to 45 minutes, miss me, miss me with that. Well, the subliminal messaging is working. We're, so, super, we're super liminal. Listen to the show. <laughs> is that Joey? Is that Joey who operates the, the Twitter? Yes. Thanks, man. That's cool. Uh, cool. And Joey, I know who you meant by that over two hours can be edited down to 45 minutes, and I will leave their name out of this. Okay. Yeah, we, uh, need, we don't need to go back to the days of the podcast. Like those Yes, were exactly. Uh, well, yeah, I replied, this might be the nicest compliment the show for the show ever. JD said, remember when we did one-hour shows? Yeah. <laughs> Jessica Watch said, be proud of your length, boys. Oh, I am. <laughs> Gotta be proud with, of something. With the most suggestive gif i have ever seen in my life and i can't say i don't even know what cartoon that's from that it looks like trans john is name. that gundam john are you looking at this or no? this is a john question yes is this gundam wing gundam did i miss it oh to be proud of your length boys i mean like it's very hard to miss this one jesus is slow come on i don't i, I don't know where you're looking i, I so will I'm... send oh, it oh, oh that is gundam okay. yeah 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 okay yes. yeah that's definitely a gundam it was a long way to go a joke that wasn't that funny <laughs> no no what's yeah yep that's that's yeah that's your penultimate gundam as as seen in what was that what was that movie with all the geek stuff in it with ready player one there is yes um, i was talking about matt there's another movie coming out the new ryan reynolds one is also very similar to that where it's just like a 80s 90s pop culture cuisine art of a film i have i have heard mixed reviews on it but most of the people i know that i trust that it's pretty good so. Space, the new Space Jam is like that too. The new Space Jam is basically Ready Player One with basketball. I think yeah, it's horrible though. But uh, but the, I've hey man, I'll tell you, most... the, the, hey bud, come here, come here, hold on. Oh, Did we're you... get, we're get, we're calling in an expert. Yes, we're gonna get an opinion opinion here. Did you like the new Space Jam movie? Yes. Really? Okay. Okay. So, well, well, that that's all they need. Run, right? Yeah, that was that was. My... Yeah. Thanks, bud. Back to the back to the bench with you. Um, he, he, uh, I'm sure you really appreciate the Clockwork Orange guys I, in the background too, right? That's an excellent point. I've bring I've, I bring this up. I actually brought this up last week when we talked about the new He-Man show, the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe cartoon that's coming out, and both Ray and and oh my God, Don, Don, whoa, Don, sorry, we're like, eh, it's not for me, blah blah, and I'm like. That's the whole point. It isn't for you. It's made for kids. It's 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 to appeal to the generate. Like when we were kids, He Man appealed to us. Now there, here's the new He Man to appeal to this generation of kids. You know, Absolutely. and uh, yeah. So so yeah, I, I get it. Most of the people who don't like the new Space Jam like the first one. 
but that was for that time and mm -hmm. yeah exactly so uh, or because or because of the redesign of the bunny but you know let's not get it no furries on here we, we don't need to talk about lola's boobies no like he's he, i got a five-year-old and again he's still a little young for it but i mean he really he had no idea who lebron james is because i'm not a basketball fan i mean i don't mm -hmm. dislike it i just don't watch it right but he saw he saw bugs and he saw all these the characters that he recognizes and he because it's got a little more focus on like video games and stuff like that. And he's not a big video game kid, but he'll play stuff on his tablet. And there was enough stuff that he recognizes where he was like, dad, there's Pennywise the clown. I hate him, but he's, but it's okay. Cause he's in this movie. You know? <laughs> and he only knows it from like the cover of the book, which terrifies him. Like this, right. You're hundred percent right. Like these, these, not everything. I've said this on the show many times, not everything has to appeal to us. Right. They're trying right. to win new fans yep right True. so i think this is like they released the kevin smith team man which you hated and now they're doing this one for him and when it comes out i'm gonna show him yep you know because i think he's gonna dig it oh i think so yeah i i like the the i thought it looked good i thought it's like Hi, this is trailer looks fun I, I was like this is the way to go like it made sense to me i like that they're i like the confidence hasbro does this and i like the mattel's doing it too the confidence to go you know what here's two completely different products for two completely different audiences that just helps strengthen our brand yeah i think that's gutsy and I, I like it and i'm facebook friends with I like how you put that in quotations on a podcast oh yeah yeah tim tim king <laughs> who is the character designer uh for oh, really? the show and that's actually it's funny that's how i knew the, the preview was out because he put it on his Facebook feed and I'm like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, what? I'm watching. I'm like, oh, this looks pretty cool. And then I'm like, then I realized like, oh, wait, he has drawings that he's been posting on his feed from this show. Yeah, he, was, he designed a lot of the characters. So that's really cool. Yeah. Last but not least, of course, we talked about Danny DeVito is going to be doing a penguin story for the character's 80th uh, birthday coming up and uh, Storm, Storm Moosem. Oh, Stormerson. Stormerson, who's at Stormchild 3. Much easier uh, to pronounce. Yeah, Stormchild 3 is easier. So I love fan fiction, and I believe Danny DeVito has done a deep character analysis of the Penguin. So this should be interesting. Before the Gotham TV series, the Penguin was one of the least developed Batman villains, so he needs a good story that highlights him in his prime. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, one of the things you said, is Andy DeVito's a good storyteller. I mean, look, look at the movies he's directed. But the other thing is, too, like, yeah, he probably did study the character before he played him. Of course, he, we got the Tim Burton-ish version of the Penguin. It's pretty common for actors to, to do a, a character study of who they're, like, literally write down who the character is, what's his background, what's his this, what's his that, so they have an understanding of how to play him. So the fact that he has a story in mind is not surprising at all. Right. Yeah. So. Should be interesting to hear it. I mean, like, it's not, this isn't like when J.J. Abrams' kid was given an entire miniseries just so he could, Ugh. like, you know, pretend to be a, a comic writer for a week. Like, this is just him going, hey, you want to do this? And Danny DeVito's like, yes, I want to do this. And it's Danny DeVito. So I feel like he's accrued some interest and, mm -hmm. you know, has, when you've been around as long as he has, I think you have the right to do things like this. Definitely. So I can, All right. I, I gotta buy it. But I mean, like, when it shows up on the, <laughs> when it shows up on the DC Infinite Universe app, I'll give it a read, maybe. Hmm. I'm going to run out and buy it You're just for you, Danny. You oh, and I were like, you look like oh, this. Oh, he's listening. Oh, that, then I changed my mind. I, I'm the guy over here on a, on a audio podcast. On an audio, on an audio podcast. Yes. All right. 
on that note, here's our good friend D Square to tell you how you can follow Superhero Speak and be part of Social Media Madness. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thank you for that, Don. Don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast. Available on YouTube and most places where podcasts are available. I have a bone to pick with you, Don. You're not on Stitcher. Fix that, because that's where I listen to most of my podcasts. How are you not on Stitcher? Like it's easy to get podcasts everywhere. You just get on uh Yeah. What's the name of the damn? Well, no, but I mean there's uh what do I have? I keep forgetting what it's called. Uh Spreaker and it just puts it everywhere. Yeah. You don't have to do it by hand. Just enter it and they do it all for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't Fix know how Don's I don't know how Don's doing it. Fix that, man. Yeah, Don. Come on. You're better than this. I keep saying I'm gonna get off Apple Podcasts and I never do. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to all my pods on Spotify now, and I just I don't do that. All of mine aren't on Spotify either, so yeah, most of them are on Stitcher. That's why it's like, okay. And then when they're not, I put them in Podcast Attic. So on that note, we're going to take our first commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, guys, we got, we got a little bit of news to talk about this week. Could I interject something first? Uh-huh. Oh. Ed Asner passed away. Yes. Yes. He was the voice of Hudson and Gargoyles. He was the voice of several people in a lot of the, he was the DC voice of, animated movies. He was the voice of J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man animated 90s cartoon. And Granny Goodness in the, Granny um, Goodness Justice, in the League. Justice League. Yes. I believe he was also Dan Turpin, who was the Jack Kirby analog in the Superman yes. animated series. He is yep. edit, but, he was the lead character in Up. <laughs> he will always be Lou Grant to me. He was the voice of Jabba the Hutt in the original in Return of the Jedi, the radio drama. Get out of here! That I didn't know. That's pretty yep. cool. He was in Captain Planet as Hoglish that or Hog- Hoggish Greedley, like the animated series. He was Roland Daggett. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Batman the animated series. Yeah, he is uh, Batman. He was great, man. Ed Asner was the man. And he was. He was Go also ahead. Santa in Elf. He was That's Santa right. Elf. He was Santa. He was a damn good Santa. Damn straight. Ed, Ed Asner was a damn treasure. And I think we did appreciate him in his time because you always heard people speak very highly of Ed Asner. Everybody. Speak, you've never, I've never heard any bad stories about him. He's a fascinating human being in that he like, he got really old, young. Like there's pictures of like, and Mary Tyler Moore, he's like 40. And <laughs> he looks old. And he then he like 60. stopped aging till he was like, 80 and then i'm yeah. like oh hey you're old now like he just like 
he took a giant pause on the aging thing. Like mm-hmm. His career really got going. He was, he was so, see, I did not grow up with Mary Tyler Moore. He is, I know of Ed Asner, but like, I remember never, watching them. He was good. I mean, he wanted to, I, I never think he won an it. Emmy for that or something. I think he won a several Emmys for that, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Like him and Ted Knight are so good on that show. See, yeah. To me, Ted Knight will always be either the voice of the guy in justice league or the bad guy in Caddyshack. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, like Mary Tyler Moore just done. I missed that. I was too young, you know, or too not born. I mean, one of the most famous scenes is when it's like in the first episode, I think. And he's, he's like saying to Mary Tyler Moore, you have spunk. And she's like, oh, thank you. And he goes, I hate spunk. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, like his character- that, that set the tone for his character for the whole series. It's it's interesting, too, because Mary Tyler Moore show is a comedy. But I believe when he does the spinoff show, Lou Grant, it was a little bit more. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. Which that doesn't, I guess that was kind of a thing because like Trapper John did that too, but it was like mm-hmm. that was like, that was like it didn't laugh. Different. Mm-hmm. Well, it was also like way different. But I mean, like it's very rare when you could take the same character and completely move it in genres and have it still work. You know, yeah. it's it's a fascinating human being with a really good career and from what everyone says, just a good human being. So, you know, ninety was ninety one. Ninety one. Yep. Good life, man. Like, yeah. Yep. When when they, when nobody can really say much bad about you, and I again I haven't heard anything. He was Officer Barr in the you know, 2003 Spider-Man TV series. He was in Which Star Wars: very, Knights of the Old Republic in the video game. He did some voices. Just like you've heard him. Yeah, he's great. if you're in our circles, you've heard him. Him as Granny Goodness is always going to be the most ingenious bit of casting ever. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, so, yeah. As, uh, that one, yeah rest he, he was menacing as granny goodness really what? menacing well, granny goodness should be menacing yeah I, and i think the Zack snyder movie which for as much as they crammed into that movie and boy did they cram a lot we did not get more than a fleeting glance of granny goodness who looked more like elizabeth warren for some reason but <laughs> she did so i would I, I, he was whenever i read a comic with granny goodness i will always hear ed asner's voice in my head uh, another deep cut he was Sergeant Mike Cosgrove in Freakazoid. Yeah, he was. Freakazoid's a great show, man. It, way underrated. Like, way under. It, it came at the tail end of when Steven Spielberg was kind of revitalizing Warner Brothers. Yeah. And it just didn't have quite the traction that Looney Tunes or Animaniacs did. But it hold like if you watch old Freakazoids, they hold up. It's really funny. It's a it's, really it's funny show. The the it's one another one of those things where kids can watch it and get yeah. one show and adults like us can watch it and get a completely different show which is what's great about warner brothers that was always warner brothers to this mm-hmm. day i can watch like stuff from the 40s with my kid which is just astounding music was this how when you were a kid i'm like yeah it was old when i was little you know but there's still like there's jokes that you get that he doesn't get like and that's the best way to enjoy animation is when you can when it works on multiple levels like that so. yeah so sorry i just wanted to put that segue in because you got to honor he, a guy like that, especially, sure. I, I, I mean, like my sister and her kids watch Elf every year and, you know, he, like he, he could turn the world on with his smile. Yeah, he could take a bad day and finally make it seem worthwhile and make you laugh at a really grumpy old man. <laughs> like that's it. John is Lou Grant. I'm full. I wish my gosh. I wish. <laughs> Tyler Moore was really hot. Yeah. <laughs> all right right. someone had to say it like your ratings were up yeah i'll say okay since we're on a tangent i will say this i remember being little and 
watching like I had seen the Dick Van Dyke show and then all of a sudden I was watching Mary Tyler Moore and not understanding that she's an actress and I was like did she leave Dick Van Dyke I've had to have this, <laughs> no I get that because I've had these conversations with with him with Andy being like no that's an actor he pretends to be this guy and da 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 and trying to explain it and it's like when you're little it's kind of hard to make those connections it's like oh it's like it's when you play like when you pretend to be miles miles spider-man like it's not like you like you're just pretending that's what they do on tv and he's like oh okay you know i don't know if i believe you but (laughs) i'm listening we're working on it all right okay now let's get to the news the big daddy of the week we finally guys after all of this time and all of this praying and patiently waiting, we got our No Way Home trailer. See, you tried to poison me with some knockoff stolen version. I told you, I'm going to wait till the real one. And it came out, and I'm pretty sure that pressured them into releasing the real one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When the leak, when the leak got out, and I'm so happy that this hit the waves, because what a thing. This movie's going to be batshit insane. Yes, yes, it is. The trailer's batshit insane. <sighs> Yeah, I, I mean, so so I mean, obviously, it confirms some things I've heard about the movie. I won't get into too much because I don't want to spoil the territory. But of course, it does you, confirm. You, you literally spoilers. can't spoil. No, it, can't spoil. No one's yeah. ever seen the movie. We're guessing. I yeah. guess it's cold outside. Well, you there know. was there was a there was a plot leak. Was it a leak or is it a is it a guess? Because like I don't know, man. But no, there was a plot leak a while ago, which said. The movie starts out with him going to Doctor Strange and asking him to make people forget that he's Spider-Man. Well, now we know that. So, like, he was in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Well, I'm just saying, don't go searching for that plot leak because it's got a lot of information. <laughs> yeah, there were pictures online, too, that got leaked again. Oh, you know, yes. Was in was... them, but... But they, but Sony has done but an Sony, amazing job trying to scrub them from the internet, so, considering Sony, how hard that is. Sony is 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 taking down these pictures or copyright striking them, and they're in our Discord chat at the moment. I'm, I'm pretty sure just mentioning them, they're already outside my window. You know, <laughs> them and their lawyers. What, what light beyond yonder window breaks <laughs> is the east, and the lawyers are the sun. Yes, it will so, sue you. It's the cosmos. So what I find funny, nice. trailer trailers like this comes out and it's been overanalyzed to death at this point. Because that's what we do. Yes, we have the, to create content somehow. The only two <laughs> villains that are are obviously confirmed: Alfred Molina returning as Doc Ock, which is that was like the greatest. That's that's second only to them revealing Spider Man in the Civil War yes. trailer. Wouldn't it be great if we didn't know? Yeah. Wouldn't that Again. have been a great moment if we didn't know? You right. know, but to be fair, Alfred Molina, everybody. So it wasn't like it exactly. was a great, it wasn't like it was a great thing. He's old. But he's it would have been nice not to see it, right? And then, the movie, right? Yeah, and then we saw a pumpkin bomb, so we don't know which goblin it is. Yes, so. we, we freaking know who it Dude, is. Dude, if they bring a Harry freaking Osborne goblin back, I'm done. I'm done with this whole thing. Like it's better be Willem Dafoe or some yeah. simile of Willem. It's gonna be, you heard the voice. Come on. We three because we all know that Jamie Foxx has in fact been cast as Electro. They didn't show so, him. You're for also forgetting the Amazing Spider-Man Green Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man Two. I do that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't. <laughs> have you seen that? No. That, that's yes, good. because Jamie Foxx. Jamie Fox is coming back to play Electro. Yeah. Which could re. You know, the suit was great in that movie. That was probably my favorite Spider-Man suit movie because that actually is the most comic accurate version of it. Hmm. That the big so eyes. Yeah. 
the, the for me the the Bagley McFarlane my generation yes of yes Spider Man that was the most common uh-huh. yeah but uh, the movie I'm very excited I have I, a theory I have a couple and... of theories I want to throw at you guys mm-hmm. theory one how was well, the theory which is a commentary how amazing what kind of balls does kevin feige have to take the most reviled spider-man story of all time one more day <laughs> and like say no i'm gonna fix this i'm gonna fix this universally reviled story wait fix star make, wars so i know <laughs> okay make it a movie that you are going to love love because of the because of the one more day <laughs> yep. kind of tie-in you know the, the concept of him wanting his his secret identity back aspect that's the uh, exact same thing he does no, that too no yes, no no because the because one more day was about him wanting to save aunt may it was about him wanting to erase and mj the, threw in the the secret identity that's true but it's the same thing he was trying the the it was the same thing the the secret got leaked everybody knows he wants to put the genie back in the bottle it's the same uh, thing. uh <laughs> the same. Yeah, it is but it because is. of that because of that on one of the on one of the groups i'm in on facebook Everyone's going, well, that's not really Doctor Strange. It's Mephisto. So, oh, for John, oh, calm down. Like, even I'm gonna, not going to make that. <laughs> we're going to keep on. doing this, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, what? They're like, well, what's going on with the, the Sanctum Santorum it's, it's, when it's all frozen? I'm like, He's, have you ever read a Doctor Strange book? Like, that's a running gag in the books. There's always something weird going on in the Sanctum when people show up. I also, make- read, I also read someone say that Doctor Strange would never be, would never act so haphazardly. I'm like, the whole reason he's Doctor Strange is because he was texting and driving. Like, yeah. Doctor Strange, is, he's like, there's one way we, there's one out of five billion chance we can fix this if we do this. Like, Doctor Strange is nothing but haphazard. One of, yeah. his, one of it, his main character defects, yes. the one that drives his character is that he thinks he knows better yes. than everybody else. He yes. thinks he knows everything. Because he's got a photographic memory and because he, you know, he, he excels at everything he does. And so he's probably testing out some new spells. Arrogant. Throws the sanctum. He's arrogant as yes. like yes. he is. That is literally what the character of Stephen Strange is. Him, him and people, Tony shared the same thing. Th- th- and that's why they don't like each other. Because they're, yeah. the they're like the same guy. Like the, the fact that people can say, well, that's not a Doctor Strange's character. I'm like, do, do you, have you watched the movies or read the comics or like, seen anything involving Stephen Strange at any point in his history because yeah. this is right in line with him going like yeah I can fix that like that's totally Dr. yeah Strange. I mean go read go read the Defenders with Doctor Strange in them go read any Spider-Man comic that's got Doctor Strange in it because that's I, I, I'll, I'll be honest like that's mainly how I consume Doctor Strange I have probably about I want to say two dozen just Doctor Strange books, but most of them are Defenders and Spider-Man. And it's like, yeah, when Spider-Man would show up at the Sanctum, there's always something weird going on inside the Sanctum. Like, that's a running gag in the comics. It's the Sanctum Santorum. That's what right. it's for. And, yeah, just because he's standing in front of a fireplace and in, in one more day they show uh, uh, Mephisto in front of a fireplace. It's like, so? It's each frozen. No, they're not going to. Uh, we have... We have tried, if they're not going to put Mephisto in WandaVision where he fits and where they set him up and teases with it, they're not going to put it here. Like, yeah, it also not- it also goes back to, I think, if they're going to do Mephisto, they're going to do him in the Disney Plus show and not in a movie because okay. they don't have yeah. Disney Plus in China. And China doesn't like depictions of the devil in, in their popular media. So oh, yeah, they, they don't want the competition. Shooting out here. No, no, no. Um, we love our Chinese listeners. 
Oh yeah, no, the we listeners are fine. Your government <laughs> ain't allowed to listen to us. Yeah, so probably not. The, the balls <laughs> of them to fix one more day. Impressive. Second, is this how we get to the multiverse of madness? Like, oh, does yeah. Doctor Strange oh, yeah. screw this up to the point where he's got to go? All right, now I got to fix all this stuff yeah. because I really screwed up, Wanda. You know, is this like does this actually take place before Wanda? Mm, probably or at some, the same or point. sometime before the end of one or is this the reason why he didn't interfere with wandavision because he was Ooh. already out in the multiverse that because makes he, because he was busy collapsing universes upon themselves yeah, yeah. yes because because sense. peter because peter parker couldn't keep his thoughts straight when so, the spell was being which cast is also and, by the way super on point for peter that's exactly right. what peter would do let's mm-hmm. let's 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 try this Let's get our full nerd hats on, guys. Um, wearing a headband. I can't get more nerdy than that. Okay. Nexus moment. What if WandaVision, Loki, and no, no Way Home all take place in that same moment in WandaVision? Where everything hit, where, where all the yeah. shit hits the fan? That where all the sense. shit hits the fan. Yeah. So now you have it out hitting the multiple variations on what uh, yes. like you're creating this Nexus point in the universe. Yeah, yes. Yeah, sure. Because it's like, there's that fan theory out there that they happen like that happens the same like literal like time moment on the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, so just throw this movie on top of that, and yeah. then so you now you've got so you could actually blame Strange for all of it, which I'm all for by the way. Blaming Stephen Strange, it's more, <laughs> fun. it's more fun that way. So the but let's think, let's not forget what what this really is all about, right? Sony finally got their Sinister Six movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's They've the other thing. they trying to make this for a decade. That's the other thing. You got that sandstorm with the lightning, and everyone's like, that's Electro and, and Sandman. Like, Possible. Is it? There's been no rumors that Sandman's in this, though. There hasn't, but you never know. But Electro, there is talk of Electro in it. You oh, yeah. We know Electro's in it. Well, we need and six. Well, we need six. So let's, what do we got? We got, we got, uh, yeah, thank you. I couldn't get the word out. Doc Ock. We know Jamie Foxx has been cast as Electro. Yeah, right. He's we in. know, we know there's a goblin. We know there's a goblin. Mysterio is the whole reason this is happening. So you kind of include so him in spirit. So that only leaves us with two, depending on which variation of the Sinister Sticks we want to use, right? We don't, e- we don't even know Mysterio is really dead. We don't even know Mysterio is really dead. Well, there's also Vulture. There is, who's sitting in prison. So yep. they could easily crack open Michael Keaton, you know, get a couple of days off of this. No, he was already there. out, wasn't he? No, well, I just Did, no, cra- no, didn't I, we... I just literally made crack open the case you keep my yeah, you know, no, just, you know, yeah, true, true. But wasn't wasn't he in a a end credit thing where he, he is at the end of Amazing Spider Man? He's yeah. in the end credits and he's approached by some scorpion. Scorpion, scorpion. is out there too. Yeah, uh, and they're but they're in, they're in Ravenclaw or not Ravenclaw? That's no, not DC. Ravencroft's going to be in. No, it is Ravencroft's Marvel, but that's in the well. We've seen Ravencroft in the end trailer. Yeah, I think that's where they were. They were both in prison. So Let's just tell that you could put Venom and Carnage in there if you wanted to. I don't think you should, but they could. No, they're not. I they're not, not. They're not going to because it makes no sense to do Spider-Man characters without Spider-Man. My five-year-old said that watching the trailer. <laughs> they're not going to give us because because what do you do? Do you get the Topher Grace version of Venom that everyone? No, you get you just, get Tom Hardy. Yeah, but yeah, but then how does he fit in? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're trying to fit everyone in, right? We've got people looking. Clearly, Peter Parker is being interrogated by the police, but because there's a shot of him with of some dude's arm, they're like convinced it's Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock, like <laughs> convinced. Well, he's supposed to be. That is he, a rumor that has never been confirmed by anyone. I thought he well, had been seen on set. 
Not Here's, not in the costume, but in, in as, as a, no, nothing's been confirmed. Like huh. it's all just like speculation. Well, I can pull what we got this covered for a little bit, right? <laughs> I have nothing covered, in fact, not a thing. So I, I I've heard a theory that they're not going to give us much else trailer wise. Like they're not going to reveal any more villains. Good. They don't have to. Yeah. Well, I'm We're, just saying that's that's. And that, that's just a that's just a theory. Like, oh, they're not going to show us anymore before the movie comes out. Like, th- there might be another trailer, but it'll be a lot of the same stuff we've already seen. So, I don't know. We'll see. I taught him how to use the the talk to text feature. Ah, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, I guess they don't need to show us anymore. But uh, oh man, crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, they got us. They don't need to do anything more. You know? Yeah, I'm in. Yes. Oh, and it's so funny because I will say this with the the crappy trailer that was leaked and I watched. First off, the CGI wasn't fin- it's the same trailer, but the CGI wasn't finished, which was weird. The CGI still isn't really finished. If you look at Alfred Molina, he's not really looking. He He's he's up to Superman's mustache level, but I'm sure it'll look much better in the movie. Oh, the de-aging. Yeah, the de-aging. Yeah, he's not he's not quite there yet, but I think it'll look better in the movie. They might have rushed this out because of but the leak, like you said. I'll say this. Hmm. Oh, yeah, because of the leaked trailer. I thought it was William Defoe that said, hello, Peter. That's what I think. It sounds like him. No, I but, mean, it's, but it's Alfred, obviously, clearly Alfred yeah. Molina that says it. But it was like, so I kept thinking, oh, they showed Green Goblin, right? But it was like, no, they, I thought they just showed a tentacle and then it was Green Goblin, but it's the other was, way around. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it again. Okay. They showed the bomb, the tentacle, and then Alfred Molina says, hello, Peter. It'll be Defoe. I mean, like, if they're doing a really good job keeping it quiet, so let's keep it quiet. Like, let's... No. Let's let it out. Like, <laughs> I just want the weekend speculate. We should. But I just mean, like, the... Uh, I don't want to see anything else. Like, don't... Yeah. Don't show me Willem Defoe, right? Just... And second, if you're going to put Willem Defoe in the movie, let him just have his face. Right, like he could do a cool Green Goblin face. Yeah, I know he doesn't need a mask. <laughs> right, I never understood why they put him under that stupid-looking Power Ranger thing. H- him and Jin Carrey, you know. Hmm. That was a huge mistake on the part because of the it, original. because it was two thousand two, and that's yeah, what you're right. They did then, so you're right. Raimi didn't want it, but Sony, in their infinite wisdom, did. Uh, yeah, look where their infinite wisdom got them. Yeah, it got them in in the mouse's pocket because the mouse is doing it right, and they can make money off of it. It's getting it's, we're getting three really good movies out of it, so yeah, they've all been good, like, and they might be more. Like, and if this lands, this is the first time so, that a, a an entire trilogy was all right, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out. Avengers. I'm gonna throw this 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 is another speculation I heard, and I don't know if I agree with it at all. The reason Sony is because I, I mean you know marvel probably has final say in a lot of the stuff in these movies mm, but know. the th- the thought process is the reason they're doing this movie and collapsing the universes in together like this is so that they can bring spider-man into their non-spider-man spider-man movies probably and then they won't have him in the mcu anymore possible so there is i mean there's speculation that like you know the title is no way home right so this could be a way to keep peter out of the next ones if he can't find a way home right or if he's or if he's jettisoned into a different universe it would be a bad move on their part and i think that i hope that kevin feige was able to convince them otherwise if that's the plan 
but it could. I think that'd be a I think that'd be a, a gross mistake on their part. But that being said, this is the last John. Oh, I'm blanking on the director's name. This is his last stab at these. Right? Yeah. So who knows? Who knows what happens after this? Because you know it's always trilogies. Everything always works in in bouts of three, with the exception of Avengers. So well, well, you know, Tom, Tom, Holland, Tom Holland might be able to convince them though. I don't know. It depends on if he wants to keep playing Peter. I mean, yeah, like, it's true. He's looking too old, right? For look, Peter, I mean, Peter ages. So I mean, like he's still yeah. pretty young looking, but I mean, like Peter can age. And now with the they've are see, it's the thing is like Marvel's got to be smart because they've already lost Captain America and Iron Man, right? right. And Black Widow. Shane, yep. come back. I know they're confident in their problem, but at some point, if you look at now, this is DC's problem, right? In the eighties, is like if you start replacing everybody, eventually you look at the universe that you have. And it's not what it's not what it is anymore. You need right. some connective tissue. It is. And I think Spider-Man, especially young, because what's Tom Holland? Like 22, 23, and he looks 18. So I mean, like, he can play Peter Parker for a long time. So Tom Holland is 25 years old. Is he really? So yes. he looks young as hell. He's blessed with a baby face, so you use him as long as you can mm-hmm. until he doesn't want to do it anymore. And this is the problem with having these very successful film franchises, because at some point, like I'm not picking on Ironheart here. But you can't have, I don't know if you're going to have a, a giant, you know, film, tentpole film franchise led by, by Riri Williams. I just don't think the, and I'm not picking on her. I'm just using her as an example of like a replacement level hero. I just yeah. don't think that there's enough fan interest accrued. Now, I know maybe they're trying to prove me wrong with the second generation of heroes, but at some point you're going to want to see someone else play Iron Man and someone else play Captain America. Mm. Now, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I still go back to, I think you need to like, come up with really intriguing stories now at this point i think that's why like we like the idea of like young avengers versus dark avengers Mm -hmm. it just feels like that's what they're building to Mm -hmm. like that'll work but then but right will you have good solo tent pole movies with these individual characters i don't see that well you need some continuity though like you need to hand the baton off to to, yeah. to allow people to accept the new coming in. Do you though? Like, cause that's the problem with comics is it's never worked and it's created these big massive divisions in fandom. Like it's been 35 years since Wally West became the flash. And there will always people that will argue over who is the flash. Is it barrier as a Wally? I'm going to yeah. say Wally to the day I die. Cause that's what I grew up with. Like Rotwick, Bruce Wayne is like 35 in the comics and he's had five Robins. So, I mean, like the math on that doesn't quite check out, <laughs> you know, it's like, this is the issue you run into when you reply, when like, like, this is like, in my opinion, when Andy's 20, he should have his own Iron Man again and shouldn't have to be beholden to a phenomenal Robert Downey Jr. performance. Right. That's my opinion. At some point, I think the the cosmic reset has to happen with these things. Oh, not, yeah. yet, not yet, clearly, because it's still working, but we're, we're 13 years in on these movies. That's a long time. I heard another interesting rumor today. You are full of them today. What do we got? Have you watched What If? Of course yeah. not. Oh, good. You so haven't? We, we haven't. We didn't talk about What If. Okay. Sick kid. No. Oh man. What so, do you do when you're sick? You watch stuff. I watched all these all these Godzilla movies. So so John, you like Halle Atwell? Yeah. The, there's a rumor that Captain Carter will be in Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> Why not? Like they could, they can basically bring anybody in. I mean, come on. That that would tie that would tie in. What if to that main MCU? Yeah, yeah. I'm cold on that. I hate just throwing stuff in because again, if they say that, it's just going to be like Halle Atwell shows up for a second and you get a cameo, and I'm like, oh, well, okay. you, you know? yeah, you can't waste these. Like, 
Well, they have it, to give them their due. It right? just doesn't. It just doesn't. I don't know. That stuff doesn't do much for me. Where you, I'm far more into characters doing things than I am to, yeah. just, you know, fan service cameos. Because that's that stuff's not unless it's like yeah, like like because we were watching Avengers the other day and I had to show them the end where Thanos shows up. You know, stuff like that is cool. But if it's just like a fan service, specifically to tie things in, it's very like Jim Shooter era Marvel. Yeah. You know. Eh. Um, I know you haven't watched it, but I will say. Yeah. Episode three finally felt like a what if from when I was a kid. Like it, it was because it was depressing. That's it, it was what it was wonderfully dark. It was one, so good. What was the story? I'm uh, not going to watch you. You're not going to watch it. I just don't care. Oh, but you would like this one, I think. Well, what's the story? Tell me the story. Okay, so it starts out with it's gonna be all the beats. Just what is like like what Hank, the- Hank Pym goes crazy and kills it, off the Avengers. Yeah kills all the in this in 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 this in this timeline i guess i guess hope was an agent of shield and she gets killed so he becomes yellow jacket and ends up killing all the avengers so imagine what would happen if when thor showed up he was murdered and hulk like that one it it was it was what is it it was uh oh my god what's his name it was the big week where everything was happening at the same time. Thor came to Earth. Hulk was was hiding out with Betty. The they were trying to recruit Tony. Into, they were trying to recruit. They were they they were just driving up the, the big donut all, with Tony. Yeah, it was, it was all the same week. week. Yeah. So apparently, like, according imagine, to the MCU timeline, yeah. Imagine everything goes wrong that week. It was yeah. Iron Man two where he was in the donut and they go in the the, the diner and they talk to him. Yeah. That's that's Monday, and then Tuesday was uh, Thor. Yep. Wednesday was the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, basically, yeah. And and Clint, of course. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. It 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 was. It's dark. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out someday. <laughs> well, and that's the whole thing is that unfortunately now we've ruined it. It's a mystery because you don't know what's going on until they reveal a Jello jacket at the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because well, yeah. what kills the Hulk, right? Yeah. I don't know. Kill the Hulk. Right. Well, how how do you kill the Hulk? That's the this. The, you know, basically how they said you should kill Thanos. How? They, how? Oh, they cut it. They cut the Hulk's head off. No, Ant Man. Remember, have you ever heard the joke about Ant Man should go inside of? Oh yeah, Thanos? it expands and explodes. Oh, okay. uh-huh. did I bet they did that entire episode just because of that joke? No, because it doesn't come I off as a joke. It's no, but I bet they someone that sounds like a challenge. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm just, I don't know, man. This whole thing is not. It's not doing anything, and I can't even. I can't even get myself excited enough to watch it. Well, you're wrong. I, I'm not rarely. I I'm not rarely. I usually am. So, <laughs> well. Uh, well, let's let's move on. You're a fan of Werewolf by Night, right, JD? Oh, of course, fan of werewolves. I never read it, but I'd be a I'd be a fan too. John, do you know what the name of the were the Werewolf by Night character? Do you know what his name is? What? Jack Russell. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is the name of the Werewolf by Night. He is actually named Jack Russell. Okay. So they are currently casting actors for a. Werewolf by Night special that will air on Disney Plus for Halloween next 2022. So, you know, what do we think? I love where I think this is a great idea. I think you have a great character in Werewolf by Night who is criminally underutilized. There's not a lot you can do with him, to be honest with you, because he's not a superhero. But I'm a fan. You know what? You know who comes from Werewolf by Night? What superhero made his debut in Werewolf by Night? Blade? Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yes. G, J, JD loves werewolves. I never Dude, would have guessed. Love werewolves. I think it's great. Love Blade, too. Blade was Dracula. Blade is Dracula, but I love Blade. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, though, because I saw some people commenting like, oh, yeah, he's too good of a character to just get a Halloween special. I'm like, bullshit. Like, there's not a lot of werewolf by night out there. Like, you're talking about, okay, I'm the biggest Hellstrom fan in the world. And even I went, I'm going to get a whole series out of this. Like, yeah. he didn't do a great job of it. But I mean, like, no. werewolf by night is not, like, this is a character that was at its peak in the 70s. Yeah. Like, come on, man. He's like deep in the Marvel bench. He is the perp. Nay, nay, I say best character to utilize for a Halloween special. I agree. Maybe, maybe Jack O'Lantern. <laughs> there you go. Jack o- There's a Jack O'Lantern? Yeah, he yes. Becomes the, he becomes the second Hobgoblin. Huh. Third Hob, depending on the story. The Technically third, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Old, Ned, old Ned Leeds thing is perplexing. That is a diff- hmm. That is a conversation for a different... John, I'd say we should read that book, but it's actually so many books that it would take. Oh my God. That is, yeah. Oh my goodness. That's like late 70s all through the early 80s. It's the early 80s. It's 82. And then the problem with the Who is the Hobgoblin mystery is like Roger Stern leaves the books and Tom DeFalco takes over. So the guy, it's a guy who literally cannot be Hobgoblin, is Hobgoblin. And they throw, Mm -hmm. ironically enough, that character has more because it's Ned. Okay, let's do this. Ned leads is the official hobgoblin like original like you ned from spider-man right uh-huh. he's a big character now in the books because or the movies because you know they decided to make the ultimate spider-man genki character into that and it's ned, ned Leeds. so ned Leeds is the original hobgoblin in the story the problem was roger stern did not plan on ned Leeds to be the hobgoblin no. so a decade later when he comes back he does a a graphic novel when they revealed the true identity of the Hobgoblin, it was Roger Kingsley, who was who they had planned, who was a very bit character in that story. And they did a really corny... And, it, and when you read those books, it, you think it's going to be Kingsley. Because like, that's who they set it up to be. In fact, I think that's my favorite... Like, one of my absolute favorite covers is from that run. The J.R. Jr. cover with the Hobgoblin on it? Or which one? Yeah, yeah, and there's all fire around and he's holding yeah. Spider-Man's passed out. That yeah. is like a beautiful yeah. cover. Yeah, that's from that run. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, so it's actually, it was his evil twin. It's cor- it's corny too, but it's yeah. comics. And then Dan, Dan Slott did a good job of it too when they brought back the Hobgoblin and Cree and they brought back the, the Kingsley Hobgoblin. The uh, the good Green Goblin, Phil Urick, turns evil and becomes the new Hobgoblin by decapitating Kingsley. And I'm a huge, huge Hobgoblin fan. I was really bummed out. Then you figure out that it's not. It was actually decapitated the evil brother and the Hobgoblin has created a supervillain franchise. Oh He's my God. Literally selling supervillain franchises out. And when does Demogoblin come in? Demogoblin comes in because Demogoblin is the, the, to... the Jason Masondale, the sec, the original. Yes. So the second Hobgoblin was Philip Jason Masondale who started out as the Jack-O-Lantern. And then right. when King, when who we thought was Ned Leeds dies, he becomes the goblin and right. then he and then when inferno happens with the x-men story <laughs> that's what it was I inferno so he becomes like a demon goblin and then in the 90s it gets crazier when he becomes the demo goblin yes god i love Bar- marvel spider-man stuff I, so I need convoluted. a map for that i need a it's, wall with lots of yarn like, people things. are like how do you make sense of dc i'm like bro i read spider-man like yeah, dc is like true. a walk in the park compared to that <laughs> Yeah. So, wow, this is an interesting tangent, which also, this is the one I don't buy at all. Rumor. It's like Ned will become Hobgoblin in this movie. No, no, you're throwing too much in and it wouldn't make it. Yeah. How are you going to make that happen in one movie? It didn't make sense the first time. It shouldn't happen. But again, for all him and Betty, you know, having a thing for all you longtime Marvel fans, that's a good one. That's, that's a thing. We should not 
that guy should never become. There shouldn't be a Hobgoblin. The Hobgoblin is a character that really only happened because they got rid of the best Spider-Man villain of all. In a great story, but they, but ever it's like when they killed Craven, right? They had this great story, and then they spent decades trying to give you another Green Goblin because they realized, oh man, we screwed that up. So they did Harry as the Goblin multiple times; it never works. They did Bart Hamilton, the evil psychiatrist who convinces himself he's the Green Goblin. That didn't work. Hobgoblin was cool for a, a cup of coffee, <laughs> and then he is not really that cool anymore. Like everyone paled in comparison to the Green Goblin who, and I will say this, I always say, if you can't do good stories with the character after you bring him back, you never should have brought him back. There have been so many good Norman Osborn stories since he got brought back to life that I will let that slide. Hmm. Oh, tons. Just with like- Other than uh, other than what they did with Gwen Stacy. God, that's a bad story. Like there's so much better ones. Like the Paul Jenkins Goblin at, my, uh, Goblin at the Gate, great story. Like fantastic stuff. And then the whole stuff they did with, with Warren Ellis and then Brian Bendis picking up on it and what they do with Norman Osborn, where he becomes uh, the American or the Iron Patriot and the yeah. Dark Avengers thing. That is good stuff. Like there's been a lot of really good Norman Osborn stories that they did. Unlike Craven, they haven't been a damn good. There's been an interesting thing in the decade they've done with him. Right. So there's yeah. been, it took a while, but there are good Norman Osborn stories. Don't the JMS did a bad one. Don't we should never we Marvel pretends it never happened. That's how we should all deal with it. All right. So are we all gonna watch Werewolf by Night? Oh hell yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, that's all from Werewolf by Night. That's a, that's a um yes, I will watch Werewolf by Night and I'm very excited about it. I want to see who plays Werewolf. I'm very curious. Yeah, I well, I mean if if it's an open casting call, they're might gonna give me an unknown, which they might get, I don't know, it's ballsy for us. I mean, like they do that a lot. So, I mean, it, it can work out really well. I almost wish, cause it's just a special. I almost wish, I almost wish it was somebody that we recognize. Yeah. Like Brad, Pitt. Tom Cruise is werewolf by night. Oh. I, I want to see Brad Pitt, Jack Russell. That's what I would do. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, that long, long awaited matrix sequel finally has a name. I don't know that the word awaited is correct here. So during the Warner Brothers CinemaCon, they released the Matrix 4 trailer, which is now officially called The Matrix Resurrections. Did you guys see the Matrix 4 trailer? Did that get released? That no, that's the whole thing. Oh. They did not release the trailer, but the article does describe basically what you see. And, and essentially the clips they show, it's like Neo, Keanu Reeves, is seeing a psychiatrist. I, you know... He thinks he's going crazy. He runs into Trinity at like a diner and she goes, do I know you or have we met before? You know, there's a, oh, there's a scene where he's like dumping a bunch of blue pills into the sink while White Rabbit plays in the background. And then there's, he looks in the mirror and he sees a younger Morpheus say, time to fly. So he's back in the main. So basically it seems like, it feels like they're building off of the, like they're not, erasing the trilogy which i kind of was hoping they were going to say like no it actually ended at the first one let's erase the second two so it sounds like they rebooted the matrix again but this time he's got some of his you know memories from the last time and i guess he runs into trinity i guess they brought her back to yeah so. it's called resurrections yeah so you know it the the more they add on to that story the worse it gets every time you know it's not it's not like the the other Keanu Reeves property where, you know, John Wick, where every time they add something on it, gets just, just more awesome. So I'm going to do my Sophia Petrillo. Picture it. 
it's the spring of 1999. <laughs> the entire movie business is upended by this relatively low budget for the for you know the uh, for a blockbuster. Yeah, genius film that redefines both action and science fiction to the point where for a good five years every movie that comes out is clearly influenced by it right the matrix was a brilliant movie that literally had so much so many imitators and so many people trying to tread on it it was general setting and then it was and then they it really kind of popularized steam like it really brought steampunk into the mainstream right mm-hmm. and then they flushed it all away by making a sequel yeah well they flushed it away because at that point oh, the matrix made this much money just give the wachowski brothers every everything and don't look over their shoulder well the problem is is that like they created this amazing world these interesting rules and then showed that Neo could break the rules at the end and then left it open-ended. Oh, such a great ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him talking on the phone, you know. And then it was just like, and then, yeah, like the first problem, the first sequel, it, like it felt like they he his whole thing of becoming the one was pointless, right? Like, like I, I understand the idea of like, okay, well, now he's the one. We got to show how he, he does this. But like, he's the one. But yet, why is there still a resistance? Like, why couldn't he just go change the code of the matrix since he can now tap into it? You know, it was just like, and in the real know. world too, like that was, the, that was, the oh, that's when it part. went, that, yeah, that got way too, it went way too far once he could control the, the drones. I well, I don't, I don't know that it went way too far. I would have thought, okay, so the backstory is there were many, the ones, and it kind of makes sense that if they kept, if, if the one was like breeding stock over successive generations, that maybe, whatever gene gave him or whatever gave him the ability to take over the matrix would start to manifest in the real world. And that would have been a really interesting story. They could have done some stuff with that. Right. You know, he could have finally broken the matrix and broken the cycle, but I think they, it's a, they went into the Merrill and like all I, this weird shit. And I, think, like, I think it was a mixture of, and, and I, I could be wrong, but I guess is it was a mixture of they created this amazing movie they never really had a plan for a sequel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't, they didn't have a plan of like how we were going to continue this. And then it, but that's fine. Blew up, just, it blew up, it became this cultural yeah. phenomenon. So then Warner brothers is like, well, you've got to do a sequel. And you know, they, maybe they even said no on point. And it was like, well, if you don't do it, we'll do it anyway. Cause we own the rights. And then, you know, of course, and I think Warner brothers is the worst studio you know studio involvement they probably had 20 people working on the script you know oh you got to do this you got to throw this and you got to throw that in you know i don't know what they did on this one i think they might have given them because sometimes like when they when a tour comes along people just kind of let them do what they want and oftentimes that's not a good thing allow me to introduce you to a man named from a generation prior named michael Samino, right who bursts onto the scene with the deer hunter it's a genius film uh-huh and then he comes along and makes the gates of heaven and completely destroys his career, right? Yeah. Like Hollywood is rife with geniuses that come along and they just, they hit this giant, like this giant home run first time out. Again, it's the Wachowski, it's their second movie. Who, I'm sorry, was a UFO invading one of your guys' houses? Like that was, yeah, a, that was a motorcycle going by outside. Good Lord, talking about the matrix and this happens. Like this, this is, it's, it's frequent enough to be a cliche. Right? Yeah. Where a lot of people 
they'll they'll strike it big right away and then that's kind of they don't really have a whole lot more in them and the Wachow, and i the with bound is a cool is a kind of a cool film when you know there's their story it's like oh okay this is clearly very personal the matrix you see it too and a lot of the matrix is just um like good art it's influenced by what you're into and i don't think there's anything wrong with that like they've been sued up and down but i mean they were clearly influenced by stuff like akira like they're clearly yeah. influenced by robert heinlein clearly influenced by oh who's the angry writer whose name i can't think of he wrote the uh, the time travel star trek episode harlan Nelson. I, I drew a blank. I drew a blank on his name for a second. Like they were clearly influenced by that kind of science fiction and steampunk stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they kind of hodgepodged something together. Right. Yeah. Which is fine. That's how our, that's how it goes. You're influenced. It's great. They made a great movie, but everything they've done since has been very meh. Like it's been, it's almost similar to the career trajectory of M. Night Shyamalan, right? He comes out, knocks it out of the park with six cents and then, you know, uh, Unbreakable's interesting, doesn't do great. And then, you know, Science is, a, I like Science a lot, but I mean, a lot of people don't. And then from, it's just like, it just kept going. It just, you know, kept so, not working. I think Wachowski's a similar story. So could that be, a, could in this case, and probably in some other cases, could it be as a, a thing of like, there are writers who spend years working on one story, right? Mm-hmm. So could this have been, they spent years and years developing the matrix and, mm-hmm. and coming up with the story and then then it's like okay you get do a sequel but it's got to be out in two years because it's uh, while it's hot and I, they didn't have time to really develop a good story that they wanted to right on part of that because they were developing after years they had to make bound to prove that they could make a movie mm-hmm. warner they got it this is back when you could get a meeting with that like they got a meeting with warner and warner's like yeah this sounds cool but we're not gonna like you guys show us this like they made bound very cheap uh, little thriller movie. You know, mm-hmm. they proved they could make a movie, and they had four years. I mean, like Matrix Two, come, Matrix Revolutions comes out in two thousand three. It's four years, and it took them like, but they were making it. They were shooting it by two thousand one. Oh yeah, so, I guess. And that, but then the sequel was the same year. They both came out the same. They year. both they they Back to the Future did. Like they made yeah. both the sequels at the same time. So I think they had this in their head. I just don't think it was as good as they thought. Like a lot yeah. of times these, these people make these like, and that happens with novels too. It's like someone comes out with a great American novel and like they, they, they can't like JD Salinger never, never followed up on Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. You know, it's very few guys are, are Stephen King or Steven Spielberg or Alfred Hitchcock who can, you know, keep delivering, you know, smash after smash after smash. I mean, a lot of people say thing about George Lucas, right? Hmm. He never did anything else other than Star Wars. I mean, this. I mean, it's not entirely true because Indiana Jones is pretty cool too. But I mean, like, how much that is Lucas, how much that is Spielberg, you know? yeah. But I mean, like, so you can make the argument that all Lucas really had was Star Wars, and it's very similar. Like, he came out and made American Graffiti. Before, you know, he had to prove it. He had to prove he could do something. He does American Graffiti, comes out with Star Wars, and that's, you know, I mean, like, it's similar. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I think that they've cheapened their legacy. A lot because the matrix isn't as fondly remembered as it should have been because that was a cultural phenomenon when it happened yeah and they did it to themselves by making movies that just quite frankly weren't as good Very and they con- and they've continued to make like cloud atlas is supposed to be a brilliant movie that nobody's ever seen you know like everyone tells me oh cloud atlas really good movie man but nobody watched it right like speed racer oh what a genius movie have you seen it no you know <laughs> like they just they made yeah. movies that nobody V for Vendetta, which they took 
you know, they took something that's very British and made it a, a commentary on George Bush America. And it's like, wow, you've completely missed the point of that story. Yeah. It's just kind of them. Like, I mean, I love the matrix. Like, I think it's, it's super rewatchable. It's aged a lot. Cause a lot of the stuff in the world, our world in 2021 is so different than 1999. Like, that's very much an analog world and everything there works in very much in analog terms. Right. Like, right. We live in a digital world now where something like the matrix could actually be accomplished. You could remake the matrix in this world and make it interesting and maybe even a little bit more applicable. Right. But they just aren't like, and I get it. Keanu's still awesome, but I don't know. Yeah. Man. I mean, if this is going to be on HBO Max, I'll give it a shot because I'm paying for it. But I don't know if I want to. I don't. This doesn't excite me in the slightest. Yeah. Am I, Am I wrong on that? I mean, like, I don't feel like there's. I don't feel like there's a wave of people out there waiting for the next Matrix. Movie. My. Uh, no. I, my... No, not after not after what they did. Not yeah, so, like it's, it's not interesting anymore. It's like who wants to? You've or, you've already seen the the train crash. Who wants to see the aftermath? You yeah. know, there. I, I'm gonna say this: there are two movies that just hit at the right time in my life that I actually went to the theater multiple times to see. That's The Crow and The Matrix. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. You have an aesthetic. Oh, definitely. <laughs> there's, uh, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities there. I also saw The Matrix probably three or four times at the theater. That's that spring of 1990. And, and I still love the concept. So I'm curious, can they pull the movies out of the dumpster fire? Can they save it? You know. So there's a there's a morbid curiosity at this point. So. At this point, they at this point I like. The only way they could do that is to reboot it because of the you know you can't really it the the the, the continuity that they've created is a mess and there's no way to square that circle and but, and they can't reboot it because Keanu Reeves right it's gonna be a while before you could re you could actually do a, a no, reboot I, I disagree I think you could reboot I, the Matrix tomorrow and the whole thing is work. if you go by the what they set up in those crappy movies. The Matrix can re just reboot itself anyway. It's true. So mm -hmm. that's the whole thing. Like, and I kind of feel like that's what they're doing here. The Matrix awesome. rebooted, um, but, th but their their real bodies are gone. So we don't. It, we don't know. We don't know anything. I mean, cloning. Like they can. Yeah. Cloning. Uh, that's the impression I got is that they cloned at least Neo over and over it's again. Possible. So it's possible. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. We're in such a different world right now. Like that. They have to do something different with the matrix right like it just doesn't have the same i get it's on them like when i was in film school in the early 2000s we were studying the matrix but this is before the pre the sequels came out like yeah. this was a movie that was held up as like high it was an it was one of those high art. examples it was like high art but it was like popcorn high art like it was like like all the times in movies like hey sometimes something will come along that's super popular and super smart and really good and it's not often but like there was a time that Star Wars was kind of considered that too, right? Yeah. Or, or Jaws was something that that studied. Like there's, it doesn't happen a lot, but that was a movie that really kind of brought that shouldn't have been a hit that was. Yeah. Right. Because it's a super nerdy movie. Yeah. Right? It's oh, a little, yeah. I don't know in 2021 if you can release because the first Matrix really 
like it's it's it was a religious parable where they didn't beat you over the head with it by matrix revolutions like i get it he's jesus like in that in that first one they're more like they're not super subtle but they're way more subtle with it Mm -hmm. and like from a filmmaking perspective it's really good and they do like they were really kind of ahead of the time as far as like playing with color temperatures in movies to create a uh, different move with different like again every after that it became like a, a cliche but i mean like at the time the color grading was very interesting in how it told the story and like yeah it was just from a filmmaking standpoint it was really intriguing and smart and fun and we don't get a lot of like i love the marvel movies but you know they're fun but i don't know if you consider them like smart you know no, i hate hmm. sound like i hate sound like martin scorsese but i mean like it's not why you go to Marvel. You don't go to think about like the nature of existence. No, no that's literally a... the point of the Matrix, right? Yeah, like there's bullets and kung fu, and you're questioning the nature of being. Like, yep, it was so ambitious and it worked. And it's just like they took that and just like kind of shit on it. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the color grading because I remember having a conversation with someone one time and, and talking about the color of the movie and they're like what are you talking about i'm like you never notice like when you're in the matrix everything's got a green tint to it. and then when you're in the real world everything has a blue tint to it and they're like oh my god i never <laughs> well it's supposed to be it's supposed to work on a yeah. level and most people don't watch movies like that like, yeah most people don't pay attention to lighting effects but i mean like i remember this is when i learned you that's literally how i learned movies did that was in my filmmaking 101 class in Northern, like they're saying this, and he was like breaking it down. He's like the major, the whole thing has a green hue to it, right? And I'm like, oh, because green and subliminally green, you won't feel comfortable looking at green, right? You know, it makes you feel a little sick, and like blue, you feel awakened. It's just like, oh, like again, these are things that are subliminal, but you need to be taught to understand, like, right? So again, it's just like this is such a. I feel bad because like it's such a good movie and like the last two are so freaking awful yeah yeah i mean like we have, we're gonna have to watch this for the show aren't we oh yeah. yeah oh yeah oh yeah definitely if it's on hbo max definitely yeah all right well, well, well then goddamn it we're gonna watch dune i'll watch is it, dune is that out yet not yet but it's gonna be i'm very excited <laughs> to watch dune dune looks pretty cool Speaking of online subscription services, dum dum. What's that make you think of? Netflix. Law and Order. <laughs> no, Netflix. So this we've been talking about these online <laughs> events. Netflix has got uh, their to dumb. <laughs> event coming up on september 25th and i'm so glad i did not click ahead on this one early i'm blown away that they're actually calling this thing to dumb <laughs> can't make this shit up no you can't and i'm only bringing it up because we've been talking about like the future of these like media events going digital and this is going to be like on all of their they're going to simulcast it on like all their social media platforms yeah. And, and I guess you can watch it on Netflix as well. And they're talking about all their upcoming projects and, you know, give you previews of some upcoming things that are going to be on Netflix. So it's, you know, something that you would normally probably get announcements out of San Diego Comic-Con. They're going to be doing it online. So what do you think? Are we excited about this? Are we going to watch? Do we care? I'm not going to watch. I'll read the results. I'll read yeah. what comes out of it. But quite honestly, 
lot of this stuff looks pretty cool you know depends on your there's, definition of cool well, i don't know there's some good shows that are on this stranger things great show yeah uh, vikings is fun show cobra kai good show like there's some like netflix is at least trying this, to create their own stuff like i don't know i guess it's it's also the sandman i'm very much on sandman I'm yeah so i can see that castlevania don't forget they, they also did Seven Deadly Sins, which is very big in the anime world. You know, there's quite a bit they've got. And and they took over Lucifer, which the, that fan base came big time. <laughs> wow, Netflix is that powerful that they took over Lucifer? Yes, yeah. Some, yeah. Some would say they are. <laughs> um, you, you, think Dis- you think Disney would have done that, but... <laughs> a little on the nose. A little yeah. on the nose. What do you think of the new co- the, the Cowboy Bebop? Actually? I can't wait to see that. I want I want to Cowboy see... Bebop is a classic. I mean, anime. The costumes look good, but I want to see a clip. You know, when are I've we going to get? I know of Cowboy Bebop, but I've never. I've I'm never sure John it. is is it's, very familiar with it. It's well, I know. Cla- That's why I asked John. Yeah. It's classic, classic anime. I can't wait to see how they screw it up. Live action, live action adaptions have have for anime have historically been incredibly bad there was death note which was not great there was didn't um, they do oh, two live ghost, action ghost death notes yes the second one was only mildly better and then oh what was it brotherhood they did was it oh god i can't remember the name of the freaking it's uh oh full metal alchemist that was horrible well, and and then and then the big one the big one was um dragon ball sucked too right oh god no dragon ball is historic like like that is that is that is the bellwether for bad live so, action adaptions because it was a, a studio that went problem, said, let's make something with with Dragon Ball. It makes a lot of money. Did you read any of the anime? No, I didn't. I just wrote a story. And wait, the last one the last one was oh god, the, the, the zombies thing and the oh god, I can't remember oh, zombies. Uh, yeah. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, right. Oh, there was right. a live action attack on Titan? Yes, it was horrible. Oh. See, they, 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 it's. I don't well, know. the problem with Ghost in the Shell is they cast a tree as the. Uh, as Will you just let that go? Come no, on, no. I love ScarJo, and she can be my tree. Anyway, let her, uh, let her go. She doesn't exist anymore. She has been erased. Uh, she's person non grata now because so of Disney. Non grata. Disney. Disney said you do not exist. You are a tree to us. Uh, but but again. Yeah, and then she'll again, just go around play someone in, over in dc but but again Probably. disney broke their contract so oh yeah 100 percent. she she says she doesn't want to settle they settled with emma stone emma stone got a sweet check Scarlett yeah, but says she wants to go to court I right it's not to curse her it's not about the money it's about the principle of them breaking the contract and them doing it to other people yeah you're correct and like she i i think that if it was a different person because she's not super popular right now I think people would be a little bit more, people should be behind her on this. I am, you know, I am too, but I mean, like I, I, it's, we live in a sexist world, quite frankly. And if this was Chris Evans or, or Chris Hemsworth doing it, everybody would be lining up, everybody would be lining up behind him or the rock or the rock, which is if the rock had got on board, you know, (laughs) if if the rock had already been there, he, he, if the rock had been in this position, he would have already won. He was, that's true. They were, they were, and they couldn't rock a big check. Yeah. I was going to say, the jungle they did the same thing with jungle cruise mm-hmm. and they cut the rock a big check which is quite frankly all that Dwayne cares about so yeah. i think scarlet wants to make i think that she, i think her heart is in the right place everything else is in the right place too oh sorry 
um, <laughs> we were talking about that. having a sexist uh, society. I Which guess, my proof, um, but that's again, there's nothing proof. wrong with appreciating the uh, female form. Like I was saying, this is why it's harder for her. Like again, if it was The Rock, if it was Dwayne Johnson, people would be like, yes, hundred percent. With her, it's gonna be real hard to get people rallying behind her. You know, people are gonna. It's this weird thing where people side with corporations over. You oh, know, they look. Why at, would anyone look, side with Disney? That's what I'm saying. It's like they look at this. I see this a lot in wrestling where people will will strike against the individual as opposed to the giant conglomeration because the giant conglomeration makes me happy. Right, it's like yeah. with your drug dealer. Like <laughs> it's um, it's more it's more than reprehensible. They they intentionally ignore. Like Warner's sitting there cutting so many checks to stay afloat. It's, you it's know? like it's like John siding with his bartender, huh? Or his liquor store uh, clerk. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they do know me by name. So sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Truth of fun joke. That was actually my wife's senior class song. Was the theme from Cheers. Sometimes you want to go where everybody hates your face. Yes, like but, the uh, villain pub from. I'm, I think she'll she'll bounce out of this. She'll there'll oh, be some stu- Yeah, she's fine. You can't black. I don't think you can successfully blacklist anyone in this day and age. No, um, no, because especially it's, someone that popular. But it could cost her a lot of money, which I'm sure is going to be Disney's plan. Is going to be kick the can down the road and make her spend, 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 spend. Yeah, I'm you know? sure. It, dep- it depends. Like, there's still a chance that a lot of other people will sign on to this, you know. And and they and and it, it it will cost them in the end because because the this is going to bring a huge amount of awareness to this issue, and you can bet that everybody's renegotiating their contracts right now. They are. Is SAG has SAG officially stated they're behind? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, have that's a legit question. Has SAG oh. officially started their behind? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, because that's going to be key. If the union, if the actual union says, yes, we are 100% with you, then maybe. I would imagine they would be. I haven't heard anything, you know? They might be, (sighs) but it hasn't been a thing. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, this Netflix thing, I'm intrigued. Yeah. 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 We'll have a lot of good news on uh, September 26th to talk about. You know, uh, just one thing, Um, a little, little to the side. There was a joke at the end of the latest, the latest Hishi for, for Black Widow. First off, everybody should go look at how it should have ended for Black Widow. It's uh-huh. amazing. The, the last shot is of a tombstone. It said, uh, Black Widow, the only redhead to ever fool the soul stone. The, the only ginger to ever fool the soul stone. <laughs> that's funny. Because gingers have no souls. Yes. Yes. yes that's good. Matt, the South Park guys have just uh, created an indelible touchstone upon popular culture <laughs> to me it's amazing how you can influence yes. like uh, uh, and every red, every red-haired person for the next six or seven generations will have to hear you have no soul yeah and it will literally come from a dumb cartoon <laughs> all right well that is all we got for this week so let's wrap this puppy up with some recommendations for our listeners we'll start with jd I bought a Fitbit the week, like last Thursday, right? It's how I knew something was wrong because my resting heart rate was a lot higher than it should have been. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, that's why, my, why am I sitting here and my heartbeat is 85 beats a minute? That seems high. Like, yes, I was fighting off COVID. Anyways, <laughs> I got this thing last Thursday and it's at 19% battery right now. And I have not charged it. Wow. 
the battery on this thing is incredible. Like, so if you're looking at, you know, keeping track of your steps, which is really, that's what I really wanted. I really wanted someone to keep track of my steps and my heart rate. I'm trying to be more helpful. I got a fit. <laughs> All right. I, I've been, I've been sick. Not a sponsor. Time. So, but, no. but yeah, I, I highly recommend it though. I haven't had done much because I've been, you know, hanging out with a little guy. We watched a lot of, old, Oh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from 1990 has aged really, really. Well. <laughs> I highly recommend if you have the time, to watch the first Ninja Turtles. Only the first one. The other oh, yeah, ones. No, yeah, those, those weren't even good at the time. Like, yeah. But the original, the original one by the Henson Company, released by New Line Studios, is really, really good still. So. All right. John? I got, I mean, I t- I went over the, the the Godzilla tapes, right? Yes. So. Yeah. I would say, I don't, you said you didn't like Shin Godzilla, JD? I thought he, I, I haven't seen all of it. Too. I I find him icky. Oh, but the but but the movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd say you see it. That one and and the Godzilla versus Megaguirus. Those those were two good ones so far, and I still have a few more to go through. Is it the same but, universe? Is it the same universe? The Godzilla versus Megaguirus? No, no, no. Uh, Shin Godzilla was a one-off. It could have launched a new series, but then the Americans took over Godzilla. And so it's, far, it's not going great, but it's, it's not bad. Are you but, kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like those movies are awesome. They're awesome, they but they make it awesome. But they make like they make less sense than your normal stuff. Sense. We're talking about. Let, let me put it to you this way: Godzilla. I said, I Godzilla. said, no, no. I sat and watched Godzilla <laughs> versus Adora with my son. Oh my god, that, that makes, was me in the sixties. Everybody was on drugs when they yes. Made. Yes, the whole movie is incredibly psychedelic, and there's weird cartoons that show up. Like it is so odd. One, one of the only Godzilla movies to actually show a body count. That's true. There's a lot of people mm. that die in that movie mm. viciously. Like the you, there's Horrific. there's no logic in a movie about a giant monster that stomps on cities. I, I, I know, but but let me let me make, but but again, like. Godzilla using his breath to bore through what is supposed to be kind of a warp bubble and all the way and literally down to the center of the earth. <sighs> Come on, man. Come on. Anyway, but yeah, so far, Megagirus and uh, Godzilla versus Megagirus and Shin Godzilla are the two best out of the lot that I've seen so far. Cool. All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top page. Comic book reviews by our good friend D Square, and and much more. And I will recommend. I promise. Hopefully next week we will actually talk about Dark Victory. We all bought the book. We're just <laughs> gonna read it. <laughs> it's been a week, man. And and I'm going to recommend. Uh, I know that we're not going to. Re- I'm going to try to go see it. I'm not going to recommend my host, my co-hosts especially JD go out, but if you can go see Shang-Chi and, and support this movie. I will watch it when it's uh, when Disney plus gives me the option, but, but no, I think, I think it needs to be supported in the theater show that, uh, that, you know, we're ready to, that some people are ready. I don't know that, that the movie, this movie can be good because I'm afraid, you know, I don't know. I'm, I, this, that whole thing's, the whole thing's weird because they're like, all of a sudden, oh, now they're going just to theater. Is it because of the lawsuit or is it because, you know, they want to see how Shang-Chi does? They, they called it an experiment and that whole thing. We didn't get into mm. that, you know, so, but, you know, 
He's a character that deserves a chance. So give him a chance. I agree with that. Definitely. Yes. If you if you feel that you're in a position where you can go out to the theater safely and do it, go do it. So on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for hanging out. Don't let your cape get caught in the door. Have a good week.